You're listening to 91.7 FM, WSUW, in Whitewater, Wisconsin. You're listening to WSUW, 91.7 FM. This is Rashkin Report, and I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin. I'm excited to welcome to the program Sergei Davidis, who is a human rights activist and a politician in Russia. And he is joining us uh, from Russia via Skype. Uh, Sergei, welcome to the program. Uh, good to hear you. Uh, thank you. Well, let's let's begin kind of at the, the crux of the, the problem that I think you're dealing with, that... Uh, I think some people in, in America would like to understand better, and that is, can the situation in Russia be improved or changed by Russians themselves? Can the, situ- can the solution come from within the country, or does it have to come from outside? Does it, is it going to take some kind of a major military development, or can people in Russia peacefully change their rulers? I would say so, that... Uh uh, for sure, uh, we should not rely on somebody from abroad uh, who will come, who comes and changes uh, uh, our authorities. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, I think uh, that uh, it's rather difficult to expect that Russian society uh, changes and uh, uh, decides to. Uh, change the authorities uh, in Russia, because actually uh, everything is under control, uh, and uh, you know that uh, uh, main uh, TV stations under state control, and uh, investigating and police uh, systems are also absolutely under the control of the supreme authorities. Uh, so, uh, there is a tradition uh, uh, to obey, uh, I would say so. So it's difficult to expect that uh, society uh, gather and uh, change uh, the supreme authority of the country. But uh, I think uh, anyway, uh, our authorities depend on uh, uh, population, uh, and uh, uh, they uh, try uh, to uh, have some support uh, from the most part of population, uh, and they uh, anyway uh, rely on uh, this support. Uh, and uh, it's possible, and uh, a real prospects of change are uh, in situation when uh, some factors. Uh, Will be uni- are united. I mean uh, that uh, population uh, become much more uh, unsatisfied with the authorities due to economics uh, and to some other reasons uh, who cannot be foreseen by the moment. Uh, from the other hand, probably some external difficulties, uh, both economical and probably military, should uh, also t- take place for this situation. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, total war will bring to um, occupation or something like that. But anyway, uh, 
local wars in Ukraine and Syria uh, can uh, have a negative development for uh, Russian state. And uh, in this case, uh, for sure, it would be unpleasant uh, for them and will decrease their support. And uh, the third uh, important and necessary uh, factor which should, uh, should take place is uh, some uh, uh, split, uh, to say so, uh, I, I, I'm not sure I use the word right, but uh, 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 some split in the elites uh, of the country. Uh, when uh, some of uh, members of this elite decide that it is more prospective uh, to unite their efforts with uh, some groups of population which are uh, not satisfied with the authorities and uh, uh, change uh, the political system and uh, supreme authorities. Uh, it's the most uh, possible and uh, the most prospective way of change of situation. Uh, for sure, the society itself is not uh, a subject of uh, the only subject of change. Uh, the society cannot uh, change situation alone, but together with uh, some external uh, events and uh, with uh, some members of ruling elite. I think it is possible. Sergey, this is very interesting because you are um, combining, you know, you're listing three points that I think make a lot of sense, which is one, if population will become dissatisfied, two, if there's some kind of a military complication, um, and three, if the, the elites, as you said, split, which is, I think, exactly the right word. Um, so, you know, you have those three, and out of those you say that elites splitting with Putin is actually the, the most likely one to occur. Um, is, is that how you see it? Oh, excuse me? Is that how you see it? So that the uh, elites are the most likely ones to uh, force change to so some kind of a, a, you know, castle coup? I think uh, I, I would be able to explain in more details in Russian, uh, <laughs> but uh, if uh, speak uh, describe situation in short, yes. Uh, but uh, when I speak about some uh, external events, uh, either military or economical, uh, it uh, I expect that uh, these events uh, will mainly. Uh, influence uh, uh, public opinion, uh, the level of support of the authorities inside Russia. Because now uh, people are used to situation uh, they have, and even decreasing incomes of uh, families don't really uh, change the level of support seriously. All right. Well, that shifts us to my next question, which is, how do Russian people feel about the corruption among the Russian leadership? Uh, recently, just a few days ago, um, a movie came out revealing that Dmitry Medvedev, uh, who, who was uh, a president for a few years and then gave back the power to Putin, um, is uh, it was exposed as an extremely corrupt politician, even though 
he was portrayed as somebody who might be more Western-minded and more liberal-minded. Still, it turned out he is, some would say, he is just as corrupt as the rest of them. Um, how do Russian people respond to these kinds of revelations? Uh, I would say that uh, Russian society is not uh, something whole, uh, and there are different strata uh, in the society, for, for sure. Uh, some westernized uh, for, for 10 or 15 percent of population uh, are actively uh, unsatisfied with this situation and demand some investigation, some punishment and so on, but it doesn't happen. And uh, the state uh, uh, actually even doesn't uh, seek for their support. Uh, the state knows that there, there is some mi minorities uh, who doesn't support uh, it, but uh, uh, it's enough when 80 percent uh, support uh, the state and the policy of the state. Uh, but the main part uh, of society for sure is uh, angry with this situation. Uh, they are rather poor and when they are shown uh, these castles, palaces and so on, uh, uh, they are, they get angry, but uh, they are not ready to act somehow uh, uh, to uh, express uh, their mood. Uh, and uh, the second thing is that they believe that it's uh, quite normal. They don't like it, but it is normal. Uh, they do not believe that uh, system uh, can differ from what uh, they are shown. And uh, they know uh, that if they are uh, in position of Medvedev or something like him, uh, they will also do the same. Do you feel that this is perhaps in due in part to the fact that Russian people may not feel like they're able to change anything and therefore they explain to themselves and others that this is normal? Uh, I would say that uh, uh, for sure uh, there is a problem that they, they know uh, from their own experience and uh, uh, from experience of their parents and grandparents that they are not uh, able uh, to change anything. And for sure, to have some psychological comfort, they try to explain to themselves why they, they even not uh, try uh, to change. But uh, the second problem is uh, that uh, the, that this crony capitalism we have uh, in Russia uh, uh, taught people that uh, it's normal situation that. Uh, uh, the power and uh, uh, the money are the same, and uh, if you have, uh, but uh, uh, mainly, uh, especially in Putin's year, not uh, uh, money gives uh, uh, power, but uh, otherwise, uh, official uh, powers uh, give you money, uh, and uh, he. Nobody doubts, not nobody for sure, but uh, the, the most part of the population uh, have no doubts uh, that uh, it's quite natural to do this way. The, the, this is a, it's a great simple formula you describe, it because 
money does not equal power, but power equals money. Yes, yes. All right. You're listening to WSU W91.7 FM, The Edge in Whitewater, Wisconsin. This is Rashkin Report, and I'm your host, Yuri Rashkin. I'm glad to have on the program today with us uh, Sergei Davidis joining us via Skype uh, from Russia. And uh, Sergei is a human rights activist and a politician who's been active in Russian politics for um, at least a quarter of a decade. Let me ask you, uh, Sergei, uh, the last area I wanted to cover, and that is the status of political prisoners in Russia at this point. The doing politics, being engaged in politics in any sort, whether you are left, right, whatever, as long as you're not with Kremlin, creates a lot of challenges for people. So, how are political prisoners uh, doing in Russia these days? There's been some people released. Some people even say that it's a thaw, although that may be premature. Um, what are your thoughts on the status of the situation with political prisoners in Russia? Uh, actually, one of my important activities is uh, that I'm the uh, chief of uh, a program of political prisoners support in Human Rights Center Memorial. So it's even my uh, professional activity uh, to get information and try to support uh, political prisoners. And uh, in our list of political prisoners, uh, there are 101 person by the moment, but for sure only uh, a small part of uh, this uh, number uh, are the people who are some opposition uh, activists and so on. Uh, the most part of them are people uh, who are persecuted uh, due to uh, unlawfully persecuted uh, with the uh, a political reason of the state uh, with some political motivation for, 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 from the state uh, but uh, if we speak about uh, some people who are persecuted for their position for their activity uh, mainly uh, uh, people who uh, write something in social media uh, are persecuted, I would say so. Uh, not only, but uh, the main part of people who are persecuted uh, for their position are people uh, who uh, has re written uh, something uh, in ВКонтакте, uh, mainly in Russian social media ВКонтакте. Uh, but uh, there are also some people who uh, participated in some uh, public activity, but uh, uh, there are not so many opposition activists in Russia, uh, and uh, the, uh, these repressions uh, uh, are aimed to uh, frighten uh, the population. Uh, they do not have uh, a name uh, to take uh, to the custody every, every person uh, who is against uh, the authorities, every opposition activist. They um, want to taught and to frighten uh, of the people. And for example, Balotnai case uh, had obvious uh, aim of this kind uh, and uh, uh, the law according to Vichildar Dadin 
was taken to prison uh, also uh, had the same. Uh, and uh, when they persecute people who write something in, uh, in Internet, uh, they also have the same aim uh, to frighten uh, people, uh, to make uh, them uh, be careful and uh, not to do a lot against the authorities. Now, out of those 101 people that you have on your list as designated political prisoners in Russia, how many are there because of posts uh, in social media? Oh. Even, even approximately. Is it two? Is it a hundred? Is it... Uh, no, no. Uh, I think uh, it's uh, something about uh, five persons because uh, there are uh, a lot of people uh, who are taken to prison for that, but uh, some of them uh, anyway uh, 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 actually called for some violence. Uh, and uh, uh, in the most part of these cases, uh, there, there were no real uh, social danger. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, obviously unfair to uh, take them to prison for that but anyway we do not consider as political prisoners persons who uh, used violence against uh, personality or uh, called for violence uh, against some social national religious groups uh, so uh, when we, i speak about five persons uh, these are persons who uh, uh, hasn't called for violence and uh, for their peaceful um, uh, calls or comments uh, in social media uh, were taken to prison. Uh, probably um, between five or ten, I would say so. Uh, and a lot of people are persecuted uh, and uh, sentenced to fines or conditional terms, uh, but not taken uh, to prison re really. Uh, so uh, the quantity of people who are persecuted for their opinion is much more than quantity their share who is in our list of political prisoners. So does it mean that social media in Russia is a nice and friendly place because people are afraid to be arrested for saying something wrong? Uh, for sure. Actually, <coughs> there are a uh, few channels of feedback from the society to the state. Uh, these are elections for sure, these are uh, free media, uh, these uh, are some uh, public uh, uh, events uh, like rallies and picketing and so on, and these are uh, possibility to write on the internet. And the state is closing uh, each of uh, these uh, possibilities of ch channels of feedback and actually uh, internet uh, uh, used to stay uh, the last uh, relatively free uh, uh, channel of feedback of this feedback and uh, somehow it even stays uh, uh, s such a channel because uh, anyway there are millions of people uh, in social media and uh, a lot of them write something uh, that uh, is not too pleasant for the state but uh, they as i said they do not 
persecute everybody. There are a lot of reasons why they choose one person or another, but anyway, only small part of uh, people who write something against the state uh, are persecuted, I mean, by means of criminal uh, code. Uh, but anyway, everybody who writes in Russian segment of internet and social media in Russian uh, internet uh, uh, should be careful and uh, is under potential threat of uh, criminal persecution. Sergey, I wanted to ask you just one more question because of your professional work with uh, prisoners and so on. Have you ever been visited um, a prison outside of uh, Russia and how does it compare with prisons in Russia? Hmm. Uh, no, I have never been to prisons outside Russia, but uh, for sure uh, I have uh, seen some films uh, showing uh, them and uh, have read about them. Uh, uh, I think that if we compare with uh, Europe or United States, uh, conditions uh, in Russian uh, prisons are very bad. Uh, actually, People cannot get any uh, medical assistance. Uh, uh, they are uh, very badly fed there. Uh, it is both uh, some tradition that um, uh, criminal term uh, in the prison should be uh, very difficult for person. And uh, this is... Uh, uh, also takes place due to uh, current crisis, uh, because actually th there are shorts of budget uh, in prison system, uh, so it's difficult uh, for this system uh, to provide proper uh, conditions. Uh, and for sure there are a lot of violations, uh, a lot of violence, and uh, the rights of uh, prisoners are often violated. And, for example, uh, even Ildar Dadin, who was well known uh, in Russia and who had support and uh, had uh, defenders, uh, it, it differs him from the most part of uh, people who are in Russian prisons. Anyway, he was tortured and uh, his rights were rightly, uh, roughly violated. And uh, uh, for sure it uh, happens in much uh, wider uh, uh, scale, scale uh, with people who are not so well known and uh, do not have such a support. Sergey Davides. Um, Chief of the Political Prisoners Support Program for uh, Human Rights Center Memorial, human rights activist, politician in Russia. Thank you so much for joining Rashkin Report and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. You're listening to 91.7 FM, WSUW, in Whitewater, Wisconsin. listening to Rashkin Report.